Hello, ciao, and welcome back to the Chronicles of a Black Italian Woman. My name is Benedicta Jumpa, and I'm the host and creator of this podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome, welcome back to the Chronicles of a Black Italian Woman. And I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. For those listening for the first time, welcome. Let's get into this episode, shall we? I'm doing overall well. I normally like a refit check in, although it's quite sad what's happening around the world. And I want to acknowledge that today. Of course, I normally prefer to give the voice to the people that facing directly these situations around the world but due to the fact that people are facing a war facing a conflict i don't want to put them in a position where the trauma gets exploited so, so i decided not to ask somebody of ukraine descent to talk about the, what's happening in ukraine although i hope in the future to invite people that have experienced what happened in ukraine directly on directly um i was planning actually to have a guest that would have been quite interested i think for this podcast uh, they're currently very busy because especially they're handling the emergency regarding um, people of color black people crossing the polish border but i hope in the future to definitely have these people because i think the work they're doing it's incredible and i think it's important to talk about it so let's get into this episode today like overall i'm doing all right doing better february is definitely not a month for me for me it's very busy it's very tiring so it's a lot and i think i definitely i i feel like kind of a weight has lifted from my shoulder although i think the other things i need to figure out in my life but definitely getting through like a big organization of events for black history month that's definitely makes my burden a little bit lighter also i almost finished the research that i was working on regarding people of african descent so it remains to, for me the advocacy project and i really hope i can do it although i feel just so <laughs> tired with everything like i really feel like i need a break more than a break i feel like i need to hide or say no to people right away although i'm starting right now like people sometimes ask me to teach english or italian and i'm just like you know i look at them and I'll be like you know i can't and I don't know i feel bad something to say no because i think people would think oh my gosh she's so mean but actually it's not out of meanness i actually prefer something saying no than rather saying yes and struggling to show up because this has happened to me like recently i've been asked to teach english and i haven't i'm having such a hard time to coordinate these english lessons to teach english after working full time i don't have the energy to do that i'm sorry i just do not have the energy if i was working from home probably I will have a little bit more energy while well, I realize that when I work from home, I have more energy compared to when I go to the office. But still, right now, it's not an option for me working from home. So as I go to the office, it's difficult for me to take on other engagements so when i get asked to do stuff sometimes i say yes but sometimes i'm just i, I oftentimes end up regretting saying yes or getting dragged into things i oftentimes regret it because i end up like having so many things piled up but yeah let's get into the episode i think i'm going all over the place already and we have so much to talk about so in this episode we're definitely gonna talk about the ukrainian situation and i study international relations the rush 
fashion and conflict is in europe is not my area of expertise but still i would try to kind of explain what happened very briefly and i would like especially to highlight the experience of marginalized people and students especially african students have struggled to leave the country of ukraine but also i've been calling people out because i contain myself right now since i've been the podcast i think i try to contain myself from ranting on my instagram stories so hopefully my calling out western media would be kind of like more talk true compared to what i do on my stories yeah right now i think especially since i've been the podcast i try to hold myself back to what i say on social media and try to convey it all in this podcast so let's talk about the big topic at this moment the big situation that is happening that is leaving the world really like we we're holding our breath really with what's happening in ukraine uh we have seen on the 24th of february russia invasion of ukraine following blood in putin recognizing groups uh extremist groups uh rebellious groups in ukraine as independent so as it recognized them as independent we are seeing the invasion of the with the russian military of ukraine especially starting from crimea which we are seeing in 2014 this was annexed it was attached to russia and crimea is a big strategic point for russia because it's on the black sea and we've seen that and it's been very may i say crazy what we say it's just there always been tension between ukraine and russia but i was not expecting this to happen this quickly and this soon it's just insane definitely 2014 was scary but right now i think it's a lot carrier this situation is quite sad i think for the people of ukraine i think it's important that probably we don't don't use war words like i don't know i think we can probably use war by using the word conflict i think it's a little bit complicated because conflict i think is two people participating in the conflict but this is mainly like one count wanted to take over another country that's not a conflict that's something else that's an invasion that's a colonial act so we definitely need to name the things correctly so following this invasion from russia by modern actually it's important even that when we're talking about language modern invasion from russia we're talking an invasion by vladimir putin vladimir putin which is the head of state of russia a man that has ensured to gain power and has killed dissidents, has killed journalists, has killed whoever has tried to oppose to his power. He's been in power since 1998. We are seeing as being friends with people like Silvio Berlusconi, George W. Bush, and we seeing these people go but is still seated in power and sometimes although our democracies may not be perfect i think it's still important sometimes that we acknowledge that it's important to have democracies it's important to have check and balances to avoid situations like russia so that's definitely important right today is going to be quite a political podcast and 
my political voice is probably coming out right now so we see the situation what has been the response following the invasion the bombings and attacks from russia by Vladimir putin against ukraine and uh, we see the uh, president zelensky democratically elected being under pressure of course has become a big figure is he was a comedian and he was democratically elected my friend my ukrainian friend friend fellow activist diana Botta said that she was happy that country was going towards a direction of modernity and she's sad that about what's occurring in ukraine this direction of modernity probably has not left left russia russia putin uh quite satisfied because it's i don't know there is between nationalism and colonialism and putin struggled to recognize that ukraine is a self-determined country and he tries to claim this territory based on the percentage of people that do have ethnicity or speak russia as the first language so this is definitely the understanding that i got as ukraine is embracing more towards the west because we need to think about the balances the check and balances between the area like it's going more towards the west probably wanted to join nato and also ukraine has submitted now their request to join the eu and uh, russia is concerned it's concerned because around the area the different countries that are part of nato they have different military bases there and russia i think putin is concerned about being attacked on one side my good international relations self as a i'm not a realist of international relation i'm more like i'm more probably a the liberal like i I forgot one term of international relations that you used to talk about oh my gosh guys this is so bad but i definitely someone that believes that nations can work towards peace and they and i don't think that nations live only for war so for me i don't know i don't understand why like all of this is happening i believe that nations can collaborate have diplomatic relations and work towards peace that rather working towards war but the realist idea of international relations is about expecting war and preparing for it and probably maybe they're not <laughs> completely wrong although i'm not a realist i think definitely your intention that do wonders in avoiding certain situations so outside of that so what we've seen was been the response the response of the west to these attacks by russia like we've seen the ukrainian population absolutely suffering we've seen cities civilians being attacked we're seeing people losing their lives we're seeing the country being in despair women and children are fleeing the country and we are seeing also international students from the country we will talk about it more later so what's been the response of the west the west i think has been quite interesting response they have there been sanctions against russia and since the attack on the 24th of february and sanctions were implemented as well in the past two is important to acknowledge that the relationship with, with russia is a complex relationship because most of the 
gas that comes from in italy is the gas from russia so i still remember when i was in high school i think there was again a situation probably was the chechenia most likely and uh, there again there was a situation of tension so we were worried that our gas would not the natural gas would not come to italy and is insane but what we see in the response of the west has been economic sanctions we've seen russian athletes being banned and belarus athletes as well because belarus is a country that is in the allyship with russia also being banned from the paralympic we have seen the russia population actually suffering the consequences of their lead of their actions of their leader by mo- many of them are not in favor of this war so we're seeing people having trouble actually accessing cash we're seeing people having many difficulties actually even like when it came to the access to the metro services like apple pay google pay were no longer working anymore so i don't know if sanctions are the solutions because i don't know sanctions can turn people against uh, the west for example we've seen that in the past but also i don't know definitely i don't think war is the solution so i really hope and pray and believe that situation this situation will get sorted on one side i do understand although why sanctions were issued rather than any military intervention so i think people are trying internally to to destabilize putin but i don't know how is this going to go but i really hope and believe for the best i i'm talking about hope and believe i just wanted to open a brief 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 parenthesis on this topic regarding hope and belief you know it's very easy to put the hashtag just pray for ukraine it's very easy for us to just limit ourselves to prayer and a good thought i'm a believer i'm a christian for me i believe in in prayer but also believe in action so i think sometimes there is a misconception that when i post on socials about injustices i'm not believing for prayer or something like that a lot of the power of prayer but personally i believe that also in the power of actions because prayers do get answered through intention also and actions as well so i think it's very important not to be passive but be proactive because honestly like god has given us consciousness and we can choose believe and really be intentional about our actions so as much we can pray we can also take actions raise awareness donate be proactive educate ourselves challenge our politicians but we need to challenge our politicians so i don't believe in being passive in this kind of situations and uh, i believe it's important to be proactive absolutely i think i think yeah it's absolutely important to be proactive i find it kind of uh sometimes even hypocritical sorry to say so but i would say i find it kind of hypocritical when people say just pray just be there like do you just pray for your food to come on your table no you don't so you take actions to put food on your table so as much this situation as much the situation is insane and i think we need the miraculous for this situation it's also important to take actions where we can take action so please get informed 
uh, about locally whatever you're listening to this podcast from about where you can donate so in rome there is a ukrainian church called santa sofia and you can donate there at my workplace i was informed that there was a lady coming to pick up stuff so whatever you can share information out there that can can help people out there please do and with that said let i just wanted to talk about what we're seeing how the conversation has been developed around different topics as i'm talking about sharing unfortunately it's been quite it's been sad to see what's happened to the ukrainian people but i think what's been more sad is seeing the media reports the media reports from the west i quite shameful we are seeing clear racist narratives and selective empathy by the western media and this is quite shameful let me just say clearly as it is i think at this point we need to stop call implicit bias implicit bias we need to call it as it is racism because this has nothing to do with implicit bias because you're going to call populations that are not in the west but are in the middle east in africa in asia south america which are part of the global south as uncivilized that's just a racist act and some this reporter before saying that oh let me think about my word carefully you tell your word carefully and all you can come up with is the term civilized and uncivilized like really for me that was in absolutely insane hearing people hearing journalists that to say that we never seen something like this in Europe guys okay I'm about to turn 30 I'm not that old but still I have a recent memories of conflict and war in Europe because I cl- I still clearly remember 1998 when I started primary school and we were collecting food for people in Kosovo because there was a war in Kosovo like people of Serbia have dealt with conflict in the 90 early 1990s and you all are telling us that we never seen something like this in Europe and it's just weird because I'm looking at these people you all look older than me so what is this select amnesia that you have regarding conflict and war and also this very selective amnesia when it comes to recent world conflict caused by countries like the united states because can we talk about the iraq war please can we talk about the iraq war the iraq war are no point of being happening whether you like it to hear it or not because Afghanistan was the original objective. The invasion of Iraq happened because the dossier were sex sex up, which means they were edited, they were modified. The the weapons of mass destructions for which the US said we're going to Iraq for were not found in the moment they stepped into Iraq. And that was 2003. That was not even that long ago. And all the situations that are happening in Palestine, the situations that are happening in Somalia, the bombings that are happening in Somalia right now, and the bombings that are happening in Yemen, are these people, are these conflicts not worth to be acknowledged just because they're happening in Middle East? 
but just because they're happening in africa and asia we see like internal conflict which they may be acknowledged as internal conflict which actually oftentimes these conflicts are not fueled by locals these conflicts are fueled by the outside world the arms that do get sold in those countries are sold by countries that they will say we refuse the war the war we don't do wars but canada and italy just still selling arms to various countries so how can we only how can our empathy be so selective how can the our ours let's talk how can the western empathy be so selective it's just so shameful and i'm glad that the association for journalists of the middle east i decided to respond and call out this news reporting which are filled with racism and amnesia so also i wanted to talk about the fact the hypocrisy as well because it's just interesting how this probably news news reporter they will say they will normally say we don't see color how we don't see color you don't see color but for some reason you are disturbed that white people with blonde hair and blue eyes are leaving their country like i'm just i'm just confused when i heard like you went on national international tvs and saying this is just insane because we like since 2011 now more than 10 years we've seen syria being destroyed we've seen syrian refugees leaving their lands and you say that oh you feel so bad only for the people of ukraine and you can't show empathy for people for syria because they're brown because they're muslim like really but if somebody tells me one more time implicit bias i'm just gonna turn and be like shut up i'm sorry i'm just gonna say it and I, something else i'm gonna say is this we in in europe there is a tendency to have amnesia about the conflict and the crimes that being committed around the world by europeans because should i remind you that latin america north america are all consequences of european colonial endeavors like you export war everywhere hatred everywhere to then just say like oh i can't believe this is happening on our continent and i think i read a tweet which is with a quote from france fanon psychologist um psychologist a thinker of african descent uh which said what people were mad about the holocaust is not the fact that what was done to the jewish people mostly they were mad that what was done in territories outside of europe has occurred in europe and i think that should make us think about the fact that actually we are not that far away from war uh, we didn't come as far as we think we did because since the holocaust is not a conflict has stopped i've seen it's not that the hatred and racism are ceased. So I wish Europeans would actually have the humility and come out of that Eurocentric perspective of saying that, oh, but here we don't have issues regarding race because clearly these news reports show your racism. They clearly do. And not only the news reports show your racism, the way there is a distinction with welcoming 
in refugees as well do show your racism because i can't believe how quickly the european union has been able to grant refuge to people but when it comes to afghan people when it came to syrian people it was so complex and so difficult and still now we see people from syria from afghanistan from african countries still struggling to have access paper and have their refugee status asylum seeker status recognized but you were so quick to pass bills that ensure that ukrainians were welcome like it's just this this kind of system and hypocrisy does not has not left me very happy with what is happening i understand and i don't want to dismiss the pain that ukrainian people are facing right now and the fact that they need safety but at the same time let me tell you afghan people need the safety syrian people need the safety there are people from african countries who need the safety people from palestine need safety as well and the fact that we fail to acknowledge that really shows how the west applied in a very hypocritical way human rights or human rights simple as that it's very hypocritical the way human rights do get applied in the west which claim to be the home of human rights for me it's just it's just it's not even funny but it's almost funny it's just weird and uh, at least the meme that coming out are funny at least the trend are coming out a little bit funny but literally it's been insane we're seeing people fleeing ukraine and we're seeing distinctions between ukrainians being able to leave the country especially women and kids but we have seen international students students from the global south we've seen african students not be let on on trains not be able to cross the border between ukraine and poland and that that was painful to watch i saw the videos online uh, i knew already this would happen i'll be honest because i know already of african people studying in the U in ukraine my uncle on my mom's side studying in ukraine my my cousin was in ukraine these days because that's she was attending university and thankfully she's safe i don't want to go too much into detail because i think i also want to honor and respect uh the privacy of my of of my family and my cousin as well which is she's gone she she is definitely probably stressed and she's gone through a lot but i think i knew that this would happen and that was among my first thought it was like how are people how are african people people of african descent be able to leave ukraine and cross the borders going to borders to countries like poland hungary countries that clearly have put military and have left people to freeze in the cold i've left brown and black people to freeze in the cold so for me as like my first thought was like how these people are going to leave this country and have safety and so for me that was insane so i did thankfully i saw somebody that showed that shared some information about what can uh, african students students from the global south could do to get out of ukraine and so what i did i shared it with my family member what i did i felt relief so what i did as well i try as much as i could to put in 
information out there because probably some of you didn't know that family members studied, that have studied in Ukraine or are studying in Ukraine. So what I did, I tried to put information out there because maybe somebody will see it and will share it. The craziest part of all of this that at some point people started accusing like the international students and black people, the African diaspora was spreading misinformation. Listen, 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 listen. The gas lightning that you apply on the daily needs to stop. So you stop amplifying it at the political level, okay? Because this was not inf misinformation. These were people directly affected by this situation that were sharing information. They were using what they had in their hands, which was their smartphone, to let them know what was happening in Ukraine and the discrimination that they were facing. And the fact that you all will question that is just insane to me. The fact that you will think this is part of Vladimir Putin propaganda is even more insane. You were talking about a man that had an ultra factory in his country who has paid people, including politicians, to ensure that those fake news will be out there that has worked to literally attack the work of activists online. And you're saying that for some reason the anti-racist act activists and Vladimir Putin are working together just because he used the term Nazis towards the Ukrainian like are you all crazy it's just for me it's just all of this it's crazy and the fact that for me what's more crazy that people take time to invalidate black people experiences so not only black bodies are less safe but our stories do matter less because literally like if it wasn't for the black people in the diaspora the stories of international students will not be acknowledged and probably right now we wouldn't even know what is happening in Ukraine. So for you to say that this is part of the Russia propaganda, I think you own people apologies to be honest. For those people that said that because I saw those tweets and I think that's embarrassing and I think that's shameful and those tweets, that's from whom they were coming from. Like, its streets are coming from mostly white people. Like, come on, guys. Like, come on. Like, how? why don't you believe uh, black people when we speak? Why don't you believe us? It's just, I don't have, like, right now, I don't have even the capacity to be diplomatic. Because it's just for me. For me, it's insane to see what has been spread online. The misinformation and the hatred. And I think one of the videos that really, like, made me think a lot about intersectionality and about the condition of black women is when you know there was there was this strain and they were boarding people and they were boarding women and they said we're boarding women and you see this young black woman tried to get on this train and she was pushed from this train by the lad the white ukrainian women on the train and this is actually quite sad because it's just that's when we talk about intersectionality when i saw this video all i could think it was intersectionality some of you would think like benedicta why are you thinking about intersectionality while looking at this video the reason being is this is this okay the fact that this woman womanhood was not acknowledged because of her blackness and it's just sad because this unfortunately is the reality the daily reality of black women amplified at an international scale and uh, it's important to reflect 
was determine intersectionality in case you don't know what it is this was the same coin is is a term coined by Kimberly Crenshaw which clearly explained the condition that people face of especially disadvantage because people try to always say that this is a matter of where you have an advantage and a disadvantage and it's a matter of advantage but actually like what we're talking about intersectionality is where people have identities intersexual identities that are identities that do carry disadvantage so if we are society we know that if you're a man if you're a white you probably have better chances of life if you are a black man but if you are a black woman you have you carry two oppressions you are the intersection of race and gender so you can get discriminated for being a woman but also for being black and sometimes your womanhood does not always get acknowledged and so when i saw that video i couldn't help to think about that and think about what it means like i couldn't help think about the fact that this was not acknowledged it's just it's just sad it's just sad it's just sad seeing things like this and it's been sad yeah the fact that there are still students stuck there and it's been nice to see also videos of students being grateful and being appreciated to people that welcomed them i want to thank especially the nation of romania it's been nice to see that romania has welcomed people has nourished people and has really taken care of black and international students and for this i'm extremely grateful of course there were students from india latin america and other countries and uh, right now i talk specifically about black students because uh i think there's nothing wrong talking about blackness i don't think this is overshadows ukrainian struggle uh we're not dismissing the ukrainian struggles we stand in solidarity with ukraine but we're looking also at the complexity of this situation and how this situation especially affects marginalized people and i think that's important to acknowledge and i think it's been a shame as well that people try to talk about uh rural refugees and fake refugees we see matteo salvini from the far right which has got money from putin and who has worked with this propaganda well saying that they, we should welcome real refugees like ukrainian but all the others are fake i think the fakest one is him and he's the fakest politician of this planet and i think people like salvini and marie le pen should actually be in jail and yeah i think they should be in jail with what they are fostered because they have clearly 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 supported Vladimir putin and they are part of this situation they have been complicit in this situation and i think they should pay for it at this point they definitely should instead of pretending of caring about ukrainian people why they've been supporting putin this whole time i think definitely that's something that should be done and while talking about the, the black student, I wanted to also say that the UN has confirmed that about the mistreatment and the racism that the refugees have faced and the international students have faced living in Ukraine. Uh, Ukraine hosts a lot of, of students from especially medicine. So I think it's important that the UN has acknowledged that the EU has been useless as usual with the undealt racism and Afrophobia 
that i did do have and also we have it's been sad although this situation it's sad because i think it always kind of makes me think of the fact that as a black person as a person of african descent you never feel truly safe you always know that you will be the first one to be blamed if there is an issue and you know that this society is not out there to protect you especially in the west but even in africa as well it's hard sometimes to think that we cannot even be safe even in places like africa uh which probably should be in theory the safest place to see a situation like this and deal with so much hatred and for some reason as, as a black person you live with that fear of something that may happen even when uh, you have a nice life you feel kind of always threatened or you feel kind of you will be blamed for a situation so it's kind of sad to see that materialize the unequal treatment that unfortunately you do expect due to past experiences and due to trauma because racism discrimination microaggression do causes trauma for racialized individuals and when i think also about safety for black people especially african people i'm disappointed by the efforts of the african embassies although i've seen now later on that personal information or how to get people safe and that's great but when you can do better than that you can do better than that especially i tell this to the Kenyan embassy because i'm being informed that the Kenyan embassy embassies in, in various countries have not done as much as they were supposed to do and normally countries do have evacuation protocols like for example when in the beginning when the coronavirus broke in Italy I worked for the US University Cerebral Campus there was a level of alert in which in which we were given by the US embassy which they say at this point you're supposed to evacuate the country so first is the students and then is the higher stuff so there are like procedures and i wish african countries would apply these procedures because this is a, and i feel there is still some work that african countries need to do to protect their citizens and i think within the diaspora we need to work to ensure that we are protected and safe as well unfortunately we cannot expect the west to protect us because they don't really care about us so we really need to work for ourselves because unfortunately the protection the protection is not given so i really think it's important that uh, we have to invest in our communities we have to protect our communities and and this reminds me of the fact that why i don't have double citizenship when it comes to my citizenship i'm originally Ghanaian, and ghana is when this episode comes out is going to celebrate the 65th years of independence i think ghana has a great progress but there's still more to do and one of the reasons why i don't have double citizenship citizenship and i only have italian citizenship is because i'm scared that if something happens somewhere i'm gonna leave be left stranded somewhere on some island or in some places when an emergency happens because like it seems african countries don't care about the citizens at least italy if i have the italian citizenship well they will say on the tv that she's a black she's Ghanaian, naturalized italian they will say something random like that to ensure that they know that i'm not like a white italian but at least i will get picked up by italian embassy you know what i'm saying so for this reason, despite like the their dismissals of black people's life most of the time but i have to make sure that i get picked up from the embassy with 
whichever emergency is up so that's why i have one citizenship but with all of this i also i don't know this episode is all over the place i've spoken a lot and i'm gonna shut myself down now because honestly i spoke a lot but it doesn't feel like i spoke a lot but i'm going to i hope this you can have point to think about and to discuss i hope we can discuss maybe on the ig page of the podcast i want to say thank you for tuning in i'm sorry this is not like one of those relaxed like reflective episodes this is the pull political voice comes on and the uh, rage and the uh, like righteous righteous anger all comes out of me so well i hope you still enjoy this episode please share please think about um please think reflect on how you can help the people of ukraine and the marginalized people and international students i want to say thank you for tuning in don't forget to follow the chronicles of a black italian woman on ig at chronicles of a a b i double v and you can also follow my personal page at smiley benny thank you so much please don't forget love ukraine